Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Rusty Quill presents...
Isaiah walked toward the car with a casual lethality, the practiced gait of a stone-cold killer. There was nothing about him, his eyes, his speed, his movements, that betrayed the slightest clue of what he was capable of. The death he'd apparently grown so accustomed to handing out. Not so much at the prospect of him slaughtering the men who'd effectively taken us hostage, but at the naked revelation, what he was when he wasn't being my brother, the only person who ever cared about me, the only person I'd ever cared for. I was terrified of finding him irredeemable, something I could never truly understand or trust. Granted, at that moment, not long after the dim had done a number on my head, I wasn't in the best place to gauge the moment, my emotions running high. But still, I wasn't taking any chances. This couldn't be the end of us, not this soon. I wouldn't let the truth come out, one way or the other. Not yet. While the day was no friend to my power, I lifted my sunglasses and lit the blue fires of my eyes, my hand finding the grip of my Balek. All right. We tried to do this the right way, but you just couldn't let it drop, could you, Mel? Now listen very carefully to what I say, because I don't give enough of a shit to say it twice. Let my partner go and stand the fuck away from our vehicle, or else... My unfettered blade hissed through the air, elongating as it curved its way to the thick, stubbled neck of the chief agitator. Mel swallowed his remaining pride, causing a tiny bead of blood to sizzle on the blade's edge like oil in a pan. All right, all right. We, we just funnin' with y'all anyways. We didn't mean no harm. Uh, n- no harm at all. Isaiah finished his short walk across the dirt and popped open his briefcase, revealing his freezing white firearms. And if any of you get an idea in those empty heads of yours, because you figure your guns might have better range than her blade. My truck! Moral of the story, don't be stupid. Oh, we promise, uh, we we ain't gonna bother you at all, not one little bit. You fellas have a good day now, you hear? Well, you were right. Right about what? Should have brought my briefcase to begin with. You, um, you thought I was going to kill them all, didn't you? 
That's why you jumped the gun. No pun intended. I honestly didn't know what you were going to do. I don't know, seemed like the right thing to do at the time. I wasn't going to kill him, Romy. I was just going to scare him, that's all. When they didn't freak after I threatened them with the consequences of killing wreck agents, I, um, I figured... <clears throat> I, I guess it doesn't matter. It's over now and no one got hurt. You ever gonna let that day back in Nighthead go? The alleyway? I don't know what to say. It's just... Whenever those guns are in your hands, or about to be in your hands, you change. And I have to wonder what's going on in your head. What those guns might be doing to you. I'm fine, Romy. Really. I've been partnered up with the guns forever. The mistakes I've made along the way have been all mine, not the guns. I know where the revolvers end and I begin. I always have. And you don't think anything's changed? I mean, since Marrow's. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that when we first started out together, you could only hold them for a bit. And even then, your hands paid a price. Now, like back in Hallowick, you seem to hold them for a lot longer, and your hands look right as rain. Isaiah's hands tightened upon the wheel, his back arching low, jaw flexing. He was hiding something. Or are you really gonna tell me you haven't noticed? <sighs> I... I don't know, I think something happened when I took that dirt nap. When we tangled that last time with Galtoro. Ever since I came back, I've felt... I don't know. Stronger, I guess. Do you remember anything while you were out? I don't, uh... I don't know. I'm... Maybe I remember something. But I'm still trying to figure out what I did and didn't see. Well, what do you think you saw? I, I don't know, okay? Okay. I I'm sorry. I, d I didn't mean... No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I guess... I guess I just need some time to figure it out. I, I didn't mean to snap at you. I understand. Isaiah. Yeah? Where did they come from? Well, I'm not really sure. They were given to me in Jericho. I got selected for a special project. Something that'd likely move me up the ranks all the faster if I accepted it. And I was eager to finish with training and move on, so I, uh, I said yes. All right, Cadet Stroud. Turn around and look down at the floor. We use codes instead of biometrics. The flesh is weak, and it often fails. But not numbers. Numbers keep their secrets, and they keep them well. All right, let's go. Do you know how lucky you are? 
to be selected for such a project. No, sir. I'm sure I don't. But I appreciate the trust that's been placed in me for, uh, whatever. For the honor and power we're about to fill your hands with. And you are correct. You cannot know how lucky you are. One man's luck is another's misfortune. It will be the latter for those who we send you up against. Halt. This is a restricted area. Passage beyond this point requires a personal authentication number followed by a bioetheric identification scan. Please enter a valid passcode within the next five seconds or you will be fired upon. Remain still for bioetheric scanning. Numbers keep their secrets, Cadet Stroud, and the soul bears all. Scan complete. Bioetheric signatures recognized and validated. You may proceed to Holding Bay 72, which General Valimar. And there they are, the pale revolvers. Pick them up after you engage your ability to its utmost. Yes, sir. Jesus Christ, they're so cold. They, they freaking burn. Cold indeed, cadet. Cold as death. From what little I was told, no one could hold the guns, not before me. Everyone who tried died, or went straight out of their mind. I got the impression that no one really knew much about them. My guess was, and still is really, that they're obscure of some kind. Took some time and practice to get the hang of them, but after a while I was able to hold them long enough to use them. Higher-ups also supplied me with the briefcase. The inside of it's marked with something called the, um, cold sign, which allows them to be stored safely. Cold sign? They tell you what it does or where it comes from? Nope. Had to figure that one out on my own. And by that I mean I asked someone who knew better than me what the hell it was. I had to take a trip to one of those, um, neo-gnostic hidden wisdom sanctuaries over in Thunderbird. Ended up talking to a woman named Sethla. She's the one that gave me the down low. And? And? It's a character in some kind of infinite alphabet or whatever. The spiral sequence. Really? I've actually heard of that. It's also referred to as the name of God. I read a book about its discovery when I was at the university. The Grammar of Creation. It was supposedly written by an ancient occultist who tried to speak the name. But they mispronounced it, and their mouth became all kinds of monstrous. The only thing they could speak after that were ancient curses. 
but I don't recall anything about this cold sign of yours. I don't know. It's about all I've been able to piece together over the years. But I'm guessing that whatever happened to me back in Marrow has affected my relationship with the guns. And you don't think all that could be having some kind of harmful effect on you? Isaiah, you said yourself. The revolvers drove people crazy and even killed some of them. I'm sure my, uh, my power, my nature, shields me from that aspect of them. Which is why they were given to me in the first place. They're not what makes me the way I am, Romy, when I take lives. That's, um, that's all me. Blackledge came out of nowhere, just a dark stain upon the dusk that grew with every passing signpost. Once we were a bit closer, I could see that there had been quite a bit of work done to the place since I'd last visited. Its entire facade looked like it had been retrofit with 1960s vintage brutalism. I had to admit, it looked pretty sharp. In its heyday, it was quite the industrial hub. A grubby locus of car and weapons manufacturing. A city where you went for a steady, if hard-earned, paycheck. Although when I did my tour of the place, it was more than just the soot-stained edges and windowsills of the city that contributed to its association with darkness. It was my third or maybe my fourth gig on squads when I got shipped there, and I remember our weapons loadout being pretty anemic. We'd been stripped of all our heavies on account of the damage they might do to the city. None of the fat cats who planned to move in after the sweep and clean wanted to spend any more money than was required to get the place shipshape. Thank Christ I got to keep the revolvers, because I sure as hell ended up needing them. Romy was asleep in the passenger seat when I finally pulled up to one of the tallest and broadest wrought iron gates this side of New Vic. We got hit with all kinds of spotlights from above the second I rolled up to the small security booth, and Romy shot up in her seat. What the hell? Take it easy. Just some kind of security detail guarding the entrance to the city. A small army of guards rushed the car, surrounding us with guns drawn. Exit the car slowly and with your hands in the air. Now! Hold up your badge when you get out. Hold your horses, boys and girls. We're wreck agents. Isaiah and Rosemary Stroud. We're here on assignment. Stand down. They're clear. We've been expecting you, agents. I'm Hayden Fleece, watch commander. I was given orders to escort you into the city. Will you please follow me? You got it. Lead the way. We were escorted into the back of a large black beast in the car, 
all bulletproof and built for the worst that urban combat could throw at it. Made me wonder just how much progress the city'd made after our bygone sweep and clean. We cruised a slow, meandering path through the streets, which allowed me to get a real good look at things. All the major structures of the city. Skyscrapers, towers, high-rise apartment buildings. All of them had the same black, glassy polish to them. Almost a glaze. The kind of fit and finish you'd expect to see on the inside, not the outside of a building. I hated to think of the poor schmucks responsible for maintaining that kind of spick and span. The roads were cobblestoned and immaculate, like the unblemished marble tiling of a church. The place was money, that much was for sure. We pulled up in front of what appeared to be some kind of nightclub, though the clientele filing through the front doors were nothing what I expected. Men in black tie and tails, women in flowing party dresses, all of them wearing white, featureless porcelain masks. It was something straight out of the mid-19th century. Either some kind of a costume party was in full swing, or the fat cats were trying to turn back the clocks to a more desirable era. One thing I'd learned long ago, where there's wealth, there's detachment, or worse, delusion. Romy hadn't said a word since the gate. I figured she was just taking things in, or maybe a little too taken in by the sights, which could easily be confused for something out of a dream, and a dark one at that. Our escorts brought us through the milling, vintage throngs, everyone ogling our passage. Just a couple of sore thumbs dressed like they didn't belong. The whole thing was starting to get to me, my whistle ticks emerging beneath the chatter of the crowd. I fucking hated crowds, and I hated pretentious, judgmental crowds the most. There are ballrooms, and then there are ballrooms. This was the latter. Pink and gold predominated, glowing from every wall, reflected in every utensil and decoration. Even the lights were tinged. With all the placid white masks bobbing above the crowds of black suits and multicolored dresses, I thought of proto-humans emerging from the god mind, a kaleidoscopic fire sparked from unfathomable thoughts and dreams. And just as soon as I conjured the strange and wonderful image, It wilted against the dour expression of the one person, besides ourselves, who went barefaced. A company man, if ever I'd seen one. Our escorts pulled two chairs away from the man's table, gesturing that we should take our seats. After we folded ourselves into place and had our chairs pushed back in, the man waved off the driver and his companion. I knew these meet-and-greets well enough not to speak first. 
Romy side-eyed me for guidance and likewise kept quiet. The man wore a navy blue suit, pressed and neat, the patterned waistcoat shiny with reflective seams. His left hand was slathered in all kinds of glimmering, expensive rings, while his right was pale and bare. A handlebar mustache curled around the tips of a narrow slice of a smile, made mostly by lips and a minimum of exposed teeth. His eyes were bright brown, as if trying for all they were worth to be red. He just looked at us, occasionally offering the crowds of dancing, faceless fat cats a pleasant glance. Once the music faded a bit, and two bourbons were set in front of us, he lifted his own glass and toasted us. To Rosemary and Isaiah Stroud, may the two of you enjoy unprecedented success in your new positions as reclamation agents. Cheers. 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 Well, here we all are then. Well met and drinks in hand. I am Assistant Mistorian Gand, your liaison to the Department of Civic Wellness. I was sent to impress upon you the importance of this assignment and to coordinate with the Magic Lantern Club, with whom you'll be working closely, or safeguarding, as the case may be. I understand you've worked here before, Agent Stroud. Hmm... That's going to be a bother, isn't it? The both of you sharing a last name. I do prefer surnames when in the field, but I suppose I'll be forced to make an exception, won't I? Very well, Isaiah then. You were deployed here some time ago, I understand. Yes, sir, in 05. We were sent in to uh, perform a sweep and clean before the city's reclamation. Well, things have changed quite a bit since then. In some ways, gotten worse. Within the Chimney House District, I mean. And it's the very reason I voiced disapproval concerning your sister being promoted to wreck agent. But, unfortunately, my words went unheeded. Which is sometimes the case in such matters. May I ask why, sir? Of course. You see, you were on track to become what you are most fitting to become, a dark scholar. Granted, that wouldn't have happened for quite some time, provided, of course, you lived long enough to do so. But thus far, your track record, even when one considers the outstanding work you did in Maros, does not warrant such an appointment. You see... You are simply unfit, Rosemary. Unfit how, sir? It's quite obvious, isn't it? Even sitting across from you in here, under these ridiculous colored lights, surrounded by all these masked fools, it's plain as the nose on your face. Very much unlike your exemplary brother, who's distinguished himself in the field countless times, you... Agent Rosemary Stroud, are no killer, and it's just that sort of cold hubris that the job requires, necessitates. I am no stranger to... I am well aware that you dispatched Boltus Kilroy 
Anne saw to the ending of his hired help out of Nighthead. But my criticism wasn't aimed at your actions, Rosemary, but at your essence. Killing and murdering are distinct seasons of death. You mistake one for the other. Killing, which is all but inevitable for reclamation agents, is merely an act performed for the fulfillment of a higher purpose, like felling a tree for the wood it might provide. Murder, on the other hand, is a messy affair of the heart, loaded with impossible philosophical questions that can never be properly answered, let alone understood. For you, these two things, they are the same. And it is for that reason you could never be a proper wreck agent. With respect, sir, I spent years working in New Victoria, dealing with the wakeless on the regular. I think I know the difference between killing and murder. Perhaps I'm wrong, then. I surely hope that I am. For your sake. But I suppose we'll find out either way as this assignment will test the mettle of even the coldest killer. Have either of you ever heard of a Scream Eater? The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the sleep-wake cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion, visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythology, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the larger world of Maltopia, head over to maltopia.com.